the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. For the next two hours, we're going to talk about cars, and we're going to talk about your cars. And we're going to settle arguments between mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers and all that kind of stuff with respect to car repair. Got Dave Martin sitting here next to me. Dave's been in business. How long? Wait, wait. Hold on. I need to. I'm sorry. I didn't turn you up. All right. Hey. Yeah. Um. We've been in business since 1971. I'm a second-generation owner. Uh, my dad started the business in, in the old Chevron service station business, so you kind of know that drill, right, yep. Mark? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your dad and I used to hang around together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the old gas station guys in Scottsdale would have breakfast. Your dad was there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so we started that, doing that, and now we just do... Uh, complete auto repair all makes and all models okay tell them where you're at we're at 3636 north 16th street that's right in between osborne and indian school road on the west side of the street on 16th street okay say that again i'm writing it down so i can regurgitate it. Okay. 16th and osborne south well it's it's 16th street in clarendon okay. which is in between osborne and indian school road okay okay south i'm going to just quit south of indian school but see martin's auto it's been that way. Martin's Auto Repair, yeah. yeah it's been yeah. that way for all of you. Now, I'll tell you what I remember about your dad. There was some really um, bolsterous guys there who had dealers and Chevron and Mobile and Shell and all of them. And there was always their animosity yeah. between the dealer and the gasoline company, always. And it was, in my opinion, it was caused by this. The, the gasoline provider would hire some kid right out of college to be the boss of five gas stations. And, and of course, you're dealing with burly-chested guys <laughs> with hair, gray hair. And, you know, and, and this kid comes in and says, you know, I think you need to do this or do that. And they roll their eyes and they don't pay attention to them, blah, blah, blah. But when you start talking about some of the guys in this group, you remember Whitey and Jim yeah, oh, yeah. and Harry and all those guys. And they, they, weren't, they weren't bad guys but they were pretty strict about the relationship and, and holding everybody together. Bill from up at Scottsdale Lincoln is another one. They're all still alive. They're all still kicking. But um, they were the ones that kind of set. And then, of course, now nobody owns a gas station. And the company the company shops are, are – and that was something that came later is they, they wanted the divorcement bill, which means Chevron and all those guys – uh, let's be fair, Chevron, Shell, Mobile, all those. The gas station majors wanted to sell directly to the public, and they wanted to duke out the distributor and duke out the shop or the uh, gas station. So they were, And they've pretty much done that by now. Well, I'll tell you, you know, one thing I, I, I've learned over the years is, is, is being back then. I, was, we started, I started when I was 10 years old, and we were pumping gas, cleaning the parking lot, cleaning the bathrooms, doing that kind of stuff. And one of the things that, you know, those gas station guys, those service station guys would come over to the shop and talk to my dad or whatever, 
they were all pretty much cut from the same cloth. They're really great guys, but if you messed with them, oh, yeah. it was going to be ugly. <laughs> well, and like I said, the, their counterpart or the person in front of them was, you know, some uh, 21-year-old kid that just graduated college, and he has a psychology degree, and now he all of a sudden he's expected to know what the weighted average margin of three different products is. And then he's got 9,000, 10,000-gallon tanks, and he orders 12,000 gallons of unleaded. And so you don't know where to put the rest of it. <laughs> so all those kinds of things. I just remember the reps coming by all the time, and they were really big back then on painting your curbs. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was the thing. And, boy, I'll tell you what, they would be really hard on that. Now, are you crazy. talking about the curbs on 16th Street, or are you talking about the curbs around the islands? The curbs around the islands. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And they always wanted the metal band to be black. Y- because yes. that's where the tires would rub when the folks pulled in. Yep. And they wanted everything underneath that white. I don't know if it's white for you guys. Um, you know what? I think it was. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah but but you're right. I remember that, that they, it had to be black around the around that part where the tire would hit because otherwise you'd never it never keep it clean. Well, it was a half pipe, so yeah. we build a division. So it's a, it's a half round thing that's on the top, and then the bottom is straight up and down. Oh. I got I, I still got an island out there. Um, we didn't because we got a big canopy out in front of our shop and. And uh, so the island is still there, and exactly what you just said is exactly the way ours is set up. Yeah. So anyway, well, another guy that's been around a long time is Chuck Knight. He's up at Automotive Dynamics at uh, Sun City's uh, big repair shop. Since 1982, they've been there, but I've known Chuck since 1968. So Automotive Dynamics is a great place. It's run by Derek, his son. So if you're looking for a great shop in Sun City, Automotive Dynamics, they're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Okay, confession times for me. Oh, yeah? Uh Oh, what did you do this week? Well, it's not what I did, but it's what we did. Okay? It's a we. Okay. Okay? Everybody thinks, well, not. Let me change that. There are some people in our industry and outside our industry that thinks I'm perfect, that thinks we're perfect, and that we never make a mistake. So here's what happened. One of our former employees, who we, we just love him. He was a shuttle bus driver. He's a retired policeman. We just love him. We would... And so he, Charlie brings his truck in all the time. It's a, it's a ridge line. And he brings it in all the time for oil changes and stuff. So the other day he brings it in. Just like you, belts, hoses, fluids, tires, all that jazz is checked. So we check everything. Busy, busy. Eddie's my number one tech. 32, 33 years with me. Ford guy doesn't make any mistakes. So Charlie leaves. And so here's my question. How long is the truck going to run with no oil in <laughs> it? No, none. Okay, none. not it, not a quarter to, but none. Not long. I think it went sixteen miles. Sixteen? Yeah. Holy moly! Now it seized up. The cam seized up, and then it blew the timing belt off of it. And then, of course, the calamity was half there because the motors just wiped out. So it got towed in, and and Eddie goes, "I honestly don't remember." And and the response is, is "There's." oil on the dipstick yeah so we look at the security cameras and he looks at him and he comes back and he goes oh my bad he says i never put oil in that he says i just spaced it wow now we've not done that before but we're putting another engine in that and it's actually a better engine than we took out of it in mileage wise and so but yeah that happens how many times have you had a tire fall off a, yeah, a yeah we, we, we've we never had one fall off, but we did have um, a couple of times where the customer noticed the, the banging noise when, uh-huh. the, when the tire's loose and happened to either come back or call us, and we were able to go out and, and rectify the situation before anything came off. But, it, yeah, it, and we have a procedure where we torque every wheel 
before it leaves. But what happens is, is and we found this out in my shop too, I, I told my, my technicians, one of the things that you got to make sure to do is always finish the process. No matter who comes out and asks you a question, no matter who comes out, you finish the process before you walk away from that car. Mm -hmm. And we had a car one time where uh, my technician, it was the end of the day, he thought, he put the put the wheels on, tighten them all down with the gun, uh, didn't torque them. He said, I'll torque them in the morning. Well, guess what? In the morning, something else happened, and he forgot all about torquing them. So we ended up having to, to deal with that. Um, but the wheel didn't come off, and nothing bad happened, just by the grace of God. You know what I mean? Well, I had a BMW that left here, and, and it made it about two blocks, and the left rear came off and bounced across the intersection and landed on another car, and then it hit another car. Oh. Through the grace of God, nobody's hurt. Yeah. The guy that's driving the car is um, a high school buddy of mine, and he couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. But uh, there's no question, and the tech goes, I didn't leave those. Yes, you did. He only made it a block, and this, there's no th strip threads. There's nothing. All we can see is the, the wheel, the steel part of the wheel, sliding off the threaded studs, and there's metal embedded. Yeah. And so, and all of them are the same. So anyway, you can't say no. All right, we got a caller. Who might that be? Bob, good morning. Morning, guys. Morning. You know what I miss about the old gas stations? Just being what? able to put air in your tires. <laughs> because <laughs> now I got, you know, the big discount store where we used to, we get our tires, we still do. But uh -huh. they used to have a self-serve hose, behind, you know, off to the side. Yep. But they took that out because somebody hurt themselves and they sued or whatever. So now I got to pull up when the guys are working, changing tires. I got to find somebody, have them put air in my tires, you know. I just want to put air in my tires. But you can't even do that anymore. All right, I'm going to stick up for them, though. Um, and, 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 and I understand that you didn't throw them under the bus either. Discount, I've actually worked for the legal team of Discount Tire a lot. And they are, they have, their guys, their tire guys are more expert than 90% of the people I know. And I'll tell you what, they're more expert than anybody that works for me. They they have been trained to look at the door sticker. They've been trained to put the right air in the tires. They've been trained to look for loose lug nuts. They've been trained to look for eggs and abnormal wear. And make, it makes no difference if that kid's a junior or senior in high school. He's been trained. The reason I know that is because is Alan, who's 40 years old, my son, worked at the discount tire over on uh, Elliott Road in Hardy. Oh, wow. And they he, the training was immense. So people, and they do it for free, and they don't look on the tires if they sold them to you. It's just a wonderful, wonderful company. But, Bob, you're absolutely right. One of the bad things about the old gas station air places is somebody would pull up there, and then it would take them about four weeks to do all four tires then they'd open the hood and then they'd wax their car and yeah. it, be, it became like their own bay and every once in a while they would try to hook up their air gun of course we've just got an air chuck on the end of it but there but that wasn't very often you know that was once a month somebody took advantage of it and if they changed their oil then that's where we kind of drew the line you got to go somewhere else well and i will say this too when we had the the service station part of it we, we had the air nozzles out front and people would come up and put their own air in their tire and one time i happened to be out there and i, I went by and i saw this lady putting air in her tires and i went and did some things i came back and she's still putting air in the same tire yeah i'm thinking uh oh so i went over there and i says whoa whoa what are you doing she goes well the tire still looks flat it's a radial tire well they, they all look flat you know and so i went and checked it with the gauge and she had 90 pounds of air in this mm -hmm. passenger car tire i'm like holy moly so i had to let all that out but uh yeah so you you really got to be careful well in the old gas station days that happened at least once a year um somebody would you know go back by, by your air station 
and then all of a sudden there would be a blast, a sonic boom. <laughs> and the person that was airing the tires was just in disbelief. They have no idea what just happened. They blew the tire clean off the bead. The explosion was unbelievably loud. Mm-hmm. Through the grace of God, I don't remember any of them getting hurt, other than the fact that there was probably some of them that wet their pants somewhere during that process. <laughs> Bicycle tires were bad about that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bicycle right. tires were, I mean, oh, it seemed like 9 out of 10 would blow up their tire. <laughs> and, and it was just a matter is hold it until you think. So, anyway... 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you have a comment, you're more than welcome to make it. And if you have a question like, which air pressure should I put in the tire, the one on the sticker or the one on the side of the tire, we can address that. Why do I have to use the oil that's written on the oil cap of my car? You have to. There's no question about that. Those are the kinds of things that you can ask us and we can discuss for you as well. It's also important to talk about some of the things that I hear a lot is shop supplies, environmental, and, sh- and, sh- and the sales tax. And so one lady said those two add up to 20% of the bill, those three, shop supplies, environmental charges. And, well, 10, you start with 10% sales tax. Right. And, and we did the math, and it, it does. Mm-hmm. But there's costs associated with two of those, and then, of course, we have to collect the sales tax. So those are the kinds of things that we talk about, 602-508-0960. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code PHOENIX for 20% off. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. 
We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I am proud to be a member. I am proud to protect our... Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Don't miss a thing with the all-new Patriot app. Just visit your app store and download today. Well, welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock, 602-508-0960. We've got at least three lines open, 602-508-0960. Kurtz Auto Repairs up at I-17 and Bell Road, the northeast corner. Been around since 1987, both gas and diesel, ASC certified technicians. But the best I like Kurtz is, is I've sent him a couple of people. And like all the rest of my shops, Kurt's able to diagnose the car correctly, bid the car correctly, and ultimately be kind of different than the estimate the customer came in with. And oftentimes it's really the diagnosis. So, for instance, they say it needs a battery and he finds it's got a bad alternator belt. Or they say it needs a starter and the battery's actually defective. So those are the kinds of things that all the shops are capable of doing because everybody's been around the block and this ain't my shop's first rodeo. They've been there. Okay, who might that be? We have Robert. Robert, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. I got a memory problem. Uh, 2000, yeah. uh, 2007 Ford Freestyle, and it's got 150,000 miles on it. I'm uh, changing the oil, and I have a bunch of 5W30 instead of 5W20. Is there any problem with putting that little extra in there? Um, are you going to put five quarts of the 530? Uh, I think that holds six quarts. Okay, okay, all right. And it's, and it's full synthetic. Okay. All right. What do you think, Dave? Well, I think in the when we look it up in our in our manual, it it'll say five twenty or five thirty. I think you can use either. Um, we 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 definitely stick with the we're recommended on all the cars that mm-hmm. we bring in. If it's a zero zero forty or zero twenty, I mean that's what we put in it, or five thirty or five twenty. We stick with it. But I think and that if you looked in your manual, I think it would say five twenty or five thirty. And and I'm gonna just tell you flat out, um, um, I've been designated by a lot of entities as an oil expert let me just explain it flows like a five weight when it's cold and it flows like a 20 weight or a 30 weight when it's hot so for me i just put it in and forget about it because i can't imagine you're going to have a problem 
it may because it's a little bit more peanut buttery the 30 weight versus the 20 weight it may rob you of one fourth of a mile per gallon <laughs> until you change <laughs> and I, you know it it's 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 really um that way it doesn't change viscosity so to speak it flows like this at 60 below zero and it flows like this when it's 100 degrees outside so going from and 20 would be acceptable because it's going to cover outside ambient probably to 150 degrees but 30 weight's going to be 140 degrees, and it's been a long time since you've driven in that kind of weather. Right. So that's okay. really it, okay? Okay, remember, thank you so much. You betcha. You were saying something, Dave? I remember back in the day, thicker was better, and now thinner is better. Well, you know, let me tell you what I did in court the other day. Okay, put your hands out and and pretend there's peanut butter there, mm-hmm. and then rub your hands together as fast as you can, okay? There's a little bit of friction. We're not getting a lot of lube. Now, cover your hands with butter, and then go, and it's a lot easier for your hands to do that. It, the issue has to do with, we're putting water in cars today. Absolutely. We always put peanut butter, yep. you know, 30 yep. weight, 40 weight, 50. Remember, 2050 was a real common truck and van um, oil. And and so the, the, if it flows like a zero weight when it's cold, it really takes all the peanut butter out of it. And if it flows like a 20 weight or a 30 weight when it's hot, it's okay. It's okay. We now know thinner is better. It takes less horsepower to turn over the peanut butter first thing in the morning. So bottom line is it's better. Do you remember the additives that you have to put in there? You had to put it, um, put it in the microwave in order to heat it up so you could pour it in the car? Yeah. Because, I mean, it would just take forever to come out of the bottle. Morris, STP. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a lot yeah. of them. There was some thick stuff, man. Well, and, 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 the, and the gray-haired guys were the ones, or their wives, were the ones that say, hey, four quarts and a bottle of whatever, whatever. Right. Okay, we got a caller. Who's that, Gil? I would be Henry. Henry, good morning. Good morning, sir. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank Wanted you. to ask you, what is your opinion on ECU reflashing, remapping, like Bama does one, all that stuff? What do you think about taking out the regulations that the manufacturer puts in and overriding them, like limiters and stuff? Um, first of all, I would, I would make sure that they're going to give you what they're saying they're going to give you. And putting limit, moving limiters is typically an RPM, RPM ceiling and a speed ceiling. So most cars, are they shut the fuel off at 93 miles an hour. So if you want to go 120, then they can probably re- retake that delimiter and move it up. Here's the real issue. The guy that does that, and we have a really good ECM flash guy or TCM that comes out, and when we put a new electronic on, just like you, we have to tell the car that we put a new electronic, and the electronic one, the TCM or ECM, has to know what the car is. So we tell them one another. But when you start reflashing and messing with the parameters, that's pretty risky because if he adds too much timing to give you more power, then you don't hear the ping, then you're going to end up with a hole in one of the pistons. And Got the it. same way goes with cold mornings. If if he he sets it up to where we're not going to have a, 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 a kind of a fast idle in the morning to get the oil to thin up just a little bit, or maybe he makes it too fast, and so we have ex- additional wear. There's just good and bad about that. But also, let me tell you and confess, um, there are vehicles that are around me. I'm walking the street. That's really <laughs> crooked line here. There's vehicles around me 
that we have modified the inputs and outputs. So if the throttle is saying it's 50%, then the computer gives so much fuel. But if the throttle is saying 60% when it's really at 50%, there's more fuel. So fuel economy goes down, but perhaps power and performance would go up. You also run a very significant risk of failing emissions. And then you've got to back that dog all the way up and then go through emissions again. So, yeah, some of them have uh, settings so that you can have presets, like one for pre-emissions, one for post, that kind of thing. You know, um, I think you're going to get in trouble because we have the ability to look and see how many softwares are in there, and certainly oh. the dealers and manufacturers do, and I'm not quite sure that our Arizona emissions doesn't have the ability to look at your software calibration and make sure it fits your car. So, Good thing I have an address in Prescott then. Oh, now you could. You could. But here's the deal. Why don't you just put a nice air filter on it, maybe modify the exhaust a little bit to kind of empty the motor up just a little bit, and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, maybe thin out the oil a little bit because obviously the car will run better, run faster, and get better fuel economy. And, and then it. I think it's important that you send me uh, a piece of paper saying your wife says this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Second question really quick. Have yeah. you ever had anyone get physical in your shop after not liking a repair or a problem with the bill? you ever have anybody, you know, want to go to come, come to blows? Uh Mark is the nicest guy in the world. That would never happen to Mark. Oh, no. I, you know, no, that's not true. Um, we have exercised our right to remove people from our lobby. And most of them come to the counter without their their car's not here. And they want to talk about their car. And we say, we can't diagnose it over the counter. You have to bring it in. And then they blow up about, oh, you're just trying to rip me off for a diagnostic fee or something. Or they'll just get mad because we can't or won't answer them. So there's a lot of times that the the emi- the emotion isn't really with us. It's it's just that they want something that they're not likely to get. But to answer your specific question, the answer is hell yes. <laughs> We've had people come in, and the wife comes in, and she's mad, or the husband comes in because she, uh, and it's always some kind of an authorization or something number, and we'll make that exception one time. But that's all. We're going to make it in your file, and we're going to say, one time, you get to exercise. This is only $8.50. Maybe you ought to wait till it's 30, and that might be better. 602-508-0960. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. We're Diamond and Silk and we have a new book coming out called Uprising. The Awakening of Diamond and Silk. No one we grew up with could have dreamed of what we have been able to accomplish. Our mother was born in poverty to sharecroppers. She was living the American nightmare. So for us, 
The American dream meant not only the freedom to find love and follow our faith. Freedom meant not letting anyone else define who we are, what we can do, or who we should vote for. In Uprising, we talk about the world we grew up in and what led us to rebel against that world. And how rebellion led us to speak out on politics and reach millions of viewers and how you can reach others too. You've seen us and you've heard us. Now read all about us in Uprising. Uprising by Diamond and Silk, coming August 18th. Pre-order at Amazon or wherever books are sold. America's wounded warriors are coming home. After serving on foreign shores, these brave men and women are returning to their families and communities. Many have wounds you can see, and many have wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Now that these warriors are back home, they are ready to enter the civilian workforce. To help, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program, a career counseling service that helps warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. These extraordinary men and women bring proven world-class job skills and a unique perspective on teamwork to the job. And to ensure the right warrior finds the right job, Wounded Warrior Project works with employers to find just the right match. When you hire a wounded warrior, you hire an intelligent, talented, and committed new employee. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home, the brave. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? GreenerGadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polygraph wheel. Thirty-four minutes after the hour of ten o'clock. Let me tell you about Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. He's up on Pinnacle Peak Road in I-17. Nate is a really good diesel diagnostic technician and a repair technician. He knows Ford, Chevys, Dodges like nobody I know, including Mark Salem. So if you're looking for a good diesel guy and you've got a Ford, Chevy, or Dodge that nobody else can fix, I promise you, Nate can. That's Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. Kyle, what's up? Yeah, good morning. Uh, you know, I got a, my son's 2013 uh, Mazda 6. It's driving us nuts. It constantly, uh, or intermittently, the alarm goes off like it's just sitting there. and It might go two months without, then all of a sudden it's doing it every day, and then it might go months again. And, you know, done a lot of Internet research, and it just seems like all kinds of shotgun approaches, and either it doesn't fix it or, you know, I, I'm just I'm at a loss on it. Okay, well, got it. Is it is it is it a, a original alarm? It's not an aftermarket alarm or anything. No, it's not an aftermarket. It's just the horn, you know. And I'm okay. I, I I'm at the point. Where I just want to dis- <laughs> disable it. 
okay. somehow. But yeah, I got a couple of suggestions for you. There's going to be there's isn't there some buttons on each one of the doors that opens and closes uh, or turns on the dome light? Yes. Okay. What we do is is the opposite side of the car where the button pushes. We put about ten layers of masking tape there. So basically, we're pushing the button further in. Does that make sense? Yeah. I do one door at a time. The other thing I would do is is the horn pad. How many miles are on this Mazda? Uh, we're probably around sixty-five thousand. Okay, that's not enough. But you know how the Fords sometimes the horn pad will distort and yeah. it, it blows in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the, there's you could. You can probably use the masking tape thing, but I do one door at a time, and I think you'll ultimately hit which one it is, because when the dome light comes on, the alarm goes off. So it's almost okay. there's an entry problem, and I don't think that you've got an, a security module that's bad, or or you need a new computer, or you know the ignition switch is bad. None of that makes sense. We've got something telling the PCM that the door is open, or someone's getting entry to your car. And the easiest way for that to happen is is that the door switch turns on the dome light and the computer sees that. So I would do that first. And if I'm successful, you owe me $6.50. <laughs> well, I'd give you more than that if it's successful. It's been going uh, I'll tell you what, when the plate passes, you just uh, add an extra five bucks and I'll be happy. I need all the help I can get when I go north, okay? <laughs> all right. Uh, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, because disconnecting those things sometimes isn't that easy. Oh, and you're right. Yeah. And the only thing you can really do is disconnect the horn. Yeah. And so that's going to make the lights flash and the dome yeah. lights flash. And so now it, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just somebody's going to have to do it one at a time. You were going to talk about real quick about um, changing the programming with a chip or a programmer on it to a card and make it more of a hot rod. Yeah, one of the things that we've ran into with a with a, a couple of our clients, and we don't do the chips at my shop. We we don't do it, but they went out and did it. You know, they went and ordered it on Amazon or whatever and got it, and and then they went ahead and put it in their car, and and uh, then they ended up having a motor problem, and they had an eighty thousand mile drivetrain warranty on the vehicle, and they went and took it into the dealership, and they said uh, your warranty is voided. And we just had that done with a hot rod Ford truck, and I went over there on behalf of the insurance company, and they're right. The programming calibration is one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, he had in there fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Right. And they go, this isn't a program a calibration we recognize. So all we know is, is you have changed the performance of this engine the way we designed it. You either made it a hot rod or whatever, but your warranty's over because you have changed something. So anyway, it's just kind of the way it does. Tom, good morning. How can we help you? Morning. I've got a uh, 99 Ranger 3-liter, uh, about 110,000-mile one. And uh, I'm an old geezer, mm-hmm. and I have a routine with uh, taking vehicles in for emissions testing. Okay. So I... Uh, Disconnected the battery, I blew out the map sensor, I blew out the air filter, uh, cleaned up the PCV, and I did all the things I've been doing for decades before I take a vehicle to emissions. Mm-hmm. So the emission station is only 10 miles away, and the thing comes up not ready. And that's a new term for me. I never okay. I never knew not ready before. Okay. But I wanted your experience with... Uh, what is a drive cycle for a vehicle like that to get it ready? 
Okay. <laughs> Work with me because you're going to think of things that I don't. Yeah. Okay, we put two guys in the car. They're going to be gone for 40 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour. Now, one guy's reading, and he says, <clears throat> it's got to idle for 32, and I'm being facetious now, 32 and a half seconds. And then, and oh, I forgot, it's got to be in park or drive or whatever. So one guy's talking and one guy's doing, okay, we have to maintain 45 miles an hour for three minutes. The question is, is depending on traffic, you may or may not be able to do that. And it's mm-hmm. got this thing that honk the horn three times, spit out the driver's window, uh, mm-hmm. wave your right arm until it hits the ceiling, uh, roll the back windows up and down three times. It's as stupid as that. Right. And so when you disconnect the battery, you wipe out the memory on the monitors. So you just simply have to drive it. And, Dave, give me an idea what you think as far as how long and how many miles. It has to go through at least four heat cycles. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it takes like four four days to, to if, you know. If, and there again, like you said, traffic is, is the bear. We've even taken cars out. My techs have actually taken the car uh, over a weekend. Mm-hmm. And Sunday morning. When everybody's still sleeping at mm-hmm. five o'clock or six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> my guy's out there with his kid, and his kid's telling him what to do. And he's, you know, this is this is, and, and like you said, it is so crazy. We've we've had a cars where it took us two weeks to get it through. And, and I agree with you. It's yeah. ten days to two weeks yeah. for most of them. Yeah, we're gonna we we might speed it up a little bit, but if you just the answer to your question, Tom, is just just drive it and don't disconnect the battery. You can do everything else you did. But don't disconnect the battery. And if, especially if you don't have any check engine lights on. People, in the old days, they had a check engine light off. They'd take the battery off. They'd plug it back in. And the computer would have to see the problem numerous times before it turned on the check engine light. Well, they would <laughs> sneak through emissions in, at that time. The light wasn't on. Boom, we're done. New cars have monitors in them, and they monitor the speed, the heat, the how fast you accelerate, how slow you accelerate, the, the exhaust emissions. So it's going to take you 10 days to two weeks to fix that. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Tom. That was a good question. I've never had that before. And Henry, you stay right there because we're going to be back right after this. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust and Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty, something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. 
Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh. You don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man. You laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool. Very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You have questions. Let us be the answer. 960 The Patriot. Opportunities present themselves every day. Opportunities that move us forward. Opportunities to serve part-time in your community while continuing their full-time careers or education to help keep our nation safe at home and around the globe. Explore your opportunities in the Air Force Reserve. Well, welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We've got open lines available. We're going to get to Henry in just a minute. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. You have a one in well, you actually have, there's four open lines. So you got a really good chance. Henry, good morning. How can we help you? Oh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I mm-hmm. have a problem with the Buick Enclave, and I'm okay. uh, taking it to our shop. They um, rebuilt the engine for us, and we noticed it was having some hesitation when you turn the key on, and it'll turn over and then it hesitate, and then it would start. And this is after the engine was rebuilt. We had a problem with it before, and they said they would rebuild it, so we said, okay, and we took the lesser cost. And so it was still doing the same thing, so we took it in. And now we're just we're still having all kinds of problems with it. Uh, for one thing, it's, it, it continues to do the hesitation when you turn the key. And it's not the battery. We put a brand-new battery okay, in the Okay, but wait a minute. Part of the problem is you've got both of us looking at ourselves. We need a better description of this hesitation. Okay. Uh. Well, you know how when you get into the car, you turn the ignition, it just goes vroom, it starts right up. Right. Well, when we use the, the key to turn, the, you know, the ignition to start it over, it doesn't start up like it was starting up before. That's after the the rebuilding of the engine and all of that. So okay, it, okay, it, stop. It still would start. Okay, I know, but but y- 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 this 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 communication gap has to has to be dealt with. So when you hit the key, you turn it to the start position. Is there silence for some period of time before it cranks, or does it crank? Are we an extended crank where we're cranking and then it catches? You see, the the somatics mean everything. So right. which is it? Okay, extended crank. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Now we're. That's now. Is it cold and hot? 
well when we try to crank it cold. I, I'm not sure. I have not really paid attention to it when it's hot. Okay. But I, okay. I, I just L- noticed that, you know, when the car, everything was going fine with it. We turned the key to the start position and the engine would kick right over. Okay. I, I get it. I get it. You, you To help the shop, let me explain. And Dave, you go with me on this. If it's a cold crank and no start, that's quite different than a hot crank and no start because oftentimes it's two different symptoms. Right. Now, Dave, is this likely to be related to an engine overhaul? No. No, not at all. No. Um, it's This is, for instance, if there's a whole cold cr- crank and it's extended, only cold, that means fuel pressure. That typically means fuel pressure, right? Right. And so if it's a hot crank, it could still be fuel pressure or it could be something where we saturated the canister with gas and now we're running rich and it's going to take a little while. So there's two different avenues. Um, I I guess what I'm wondering is if we're smart enough to build the engine, why can't we fix this? And this has nothing to do with the engine. This has nothing to do with the engine. This has to do with spark or fuel. Right, and one well, of the things let, that one of the things we always tell our, our clients too, in a situation like this, what you what you might want to try first is try cycling the key, right, three two, times, three times. You just turn the key in the on position. Don't try to start it. Turn it back off. Do it again, and do it a third time, and then try to start the car. If it fires right up like that, it means that you you probably lost fuel pressure. You lost fuel pressure overnight. Yeah, but that's that's what you're up against. Um, I'm really really surprised that. They've done well, engine work me, to try to fix that. Let me just ask you this. Um, you know, they've done good work for us before, but I'm just thinking about moving on to a, another shop. And the thing is, is that we took it in, and they had it for about four weeks. And um, I know that the complication of the newer engines with the computers and all of that can, you know, be, you know, take some time to do. But four weeks, it didn't take them that long to rebuild the yeah. engine, so... If you um, if you walk into my shop and you start holding me to a four week thing, I, I'm going to hit you between the eyes with a nine hundred and fifty dollar estimate. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to dance to the music from him or you. I want a specific set of of, of questions answered. I know where I'm going to go. Um, your question about is this related to the engine or not? The answer will be when you fix it. But Dave and I are both we're pretty adamant this is a fuel delivery problem. So it's we don't want to go by his diagnosis because his diagnosis, he didn't fix it. And you have to be careful when you walk into a shop because if this is going to be a hornet's nest and after we fix it, then the first shop calls us and calls us names and everything else and said we fixed it or we added to it or we raised the fuel pressure or something like that. None of us want to be involved in this. So four weeks is, Dave, on a 1 to 10 scale, this is a... With one being easy and ten being a difficult, a, an extended crank. Oh, it's probably four. And I would get I, my, that yeah. was my number. Yeah, that yeah. was my number. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's it would be possible if you were my customer. I might let you borrow a fuel pressure gauge, and I would plug it in, and I put it on the dash <laughs> or on the outside of the windshield. Yeah, tape it to there, and I would instruct you how what to do to verify the fuel pressure is okay when we get it, and how much do we get. And does it start at that particular time? So um, the fact that it starts and runs means the camshaft sensor's fine, the crankshaft sensor's fine, the ignition coils are fine, the pickup assembly is fine because it starts and runs. All we have is the absence of spark or fuel. 
So, uh, I, I, Henry, I can't fix your car over, over, the, over the radio, but I can tell you that um, I would bet two to one odds with a maximum bet of $50 that, that your extended crank has to do with fuel or spark. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the motor, but um, that's neither here nor there. Who's next, Gil? That would be Wayne. Wayne, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Glad to talk to you. Okay. So I've got an 06 Kia with a V6 engine, and uh, I've found that uh, after sitting for several hours or overnight, it doesn't want to start. It's that extended crank, I think, that you were just talking to Henry about. So what I found is if I spray starting fluid into the intake, it'll fire right up, and then it'll run fine. Or... If I cycle the key to the on and off and on and off a few times, then it will crank up and run fine okay. uh, without that extended uh, starting period. We can so give you the menu right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dave, work with me on this. It's a bad check valve in the fuel pump. Absolutely. Bad fuel pressure regulator. An injector that's leaking down. Yeah. Because he hasn't said anything about black smoke when he first starts it up, but we would have him look for that black smoke. Right. Yeah. Um, no. No black smoke. Okay. So we got we've got the we've lost fuel pressure, and you're cycling mm-hmm. the key, which is telling the pump, give me some pressure off, give me some pressure off, give me some pressure off. You do that three times. Now the pump has yeah. pumped the system full of fuel, and you're done. So. Right. This isn't that hard to diagnose. Um, if you want to guess, then get on the internet and put a fuel pressure regulator in it, replace all the injectors, uh, yeah. and, and and the pump in the tank. Um, you know, that's any yeah. any other thing you can think of. No, that's pretty much it. Okay, so yeah. this well, this do you have a shop that you that you know that you like? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah. I think the best part of what you said is is it's extended three points. It's extended crank. Number two, it fires right up when I artificially inseminate it, if you'll let me use those words. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And number three, when I cycle the key two or three times, it starts right up. That kind of stuff at the front counter would make me jump over the counter and hug you because we don't get that. We don't get that. So you just saved yeah. yourself 50 to to $100 worth of diagnostic time because you've just told us so much we were going to check for anyway. So. All right. righty. Good luck well, to you, Wayne. What I don't have, oh, I don't have access to put a fuel pressure gauge on the engine there. There's there's no provision for it. Any mm-hmm. suggestions on that? If I take the next step, should I or should I try to splice in a fuel pressure gauge back at the top of the gas tank? No, 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 no. You're you're going to take ten steps backwards. So we oftentimes have banjo fittings where we take a fitting apart and stick a banjo fitting in there. Um, I, you might be mistaken about where the Schrader valve is at that we check fuel pressure from, but that's the shop's issue. They they are the ones that are going to have to deal with that. So if you want to fix it yourself, there's going to be more to it than that, but you're going to need some specialized equipment to pull that off. Anyway, Wayne, thank you very much. That was a good call. That was yeah. a good call. We got somebody else, Gil? Yes, we do. We have Doug. Doug, we won't be able to get everything with you, but we're going to start because we're about four minutes from the end. But go ahead. Go ahead. Good morning, Mark and Dave. Um, I've got an appearance question. Um, I'm thinking about having my wheels on a new vehicle I just purchased uh, powder-coated. And I guess my question is, what is your opinion of of, uh, powder-coating wheels? And 
my other option would obviously be to buy a new set of tires and wheels, uh, black already. And if I do that, I would consider upgrading from 20-inch wheels to a 21 or a 22. And I'm not, I'm unsure about how you sync a bigger diameter wheel with your speedometer. Um, well, you brought up a whole bunch of good points there. Um, first of all, I'm going to tell you, I can't answer your question, but I know who can. The question <laughs> is, should I have my wheels powder coated? Or should I just get another set of wheels? Correct. Okay. The second question of is if I move from a 22 to, I don't know, they make a 23 or 24 or to a 20 or whatever, um, can you recalibrate my speedometer? Chances are no. But what we can give you is we can get, we can, Mark Salem can, we can give you a piece of paper that it says, when you're doing 60, you're really doing 62. (laughs) And when you're doing 70, you're really doing 74. So we have a computer, and so does Discount Tire, where you can punch in the old, punch in the new, and then you can give somebody a speedometer readout. Okay. And so that kind of stuff. All right, you got a pencil handy? Yes. 480-598-1234 and ask for Alan. And please don't call Monday morning early for obvious reasons because we're swamped. But Alan has a a division that... um, he sells lots and lots of tires, and so I don't know if he's going to buy this this um, idea of powder coating, but I'm not quite sure he isn't, because I've seen him powder coat wheels before. Um, they also, if you have a black wheel and you want a red stripe on the outside bead, that can be done as well. So, okay. But anyway, talk to him and be prepared to send him a picture of one wheel, okay? Okay. All right, and Alan will help you for free, so long as you don't take two hours of his time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you. You betcha. You betcha. Does that happen to you very often? The powder coating thing? No. It's so, <laughs> oh, it, it just sometimes. Oh, the, and, oh, taking it, yeah, it yeah. does happen. It, it really does. But, you know, I've seen some good powder coating, and I've seen some really bad powder coating. So the, the, the question is, is, is we don't do that. Obviously, either uh, you, you know, Alan has a, uh, another division where he probably has a lot of knowledge in that. So definitely that's what I would do. I would lean on somebody that had more knowledge. He buys more tires and wheels, lift kits and lights, than the, the than the mechanical shop buys in parts. I believe it. Oh, and and I'll even switch that. He the bill for his what I said tires and wheels and fancy lights and suspension kits exceeds the gross sales of the mechanical side. <laughs> oh yeah, that stuff's expensive. <laughs> and so yeah, it's it's but there's like you said, um, you have to be really careful. We've made mistakes. Um, we've made mistakes with powder coating. We've picked the wrong dance partners for um, for trimming, tr- truing wheels, and that kind of stuff. So. The difference is, is that's fun money. I, and it is. It is. <laughs> People love spending that fun money because they get in their car and they get to see those cool wheels and stuff. Yeah. You and I do mechanical work on the car, and they're looking at it like, yeah, well, it's kind of anticlimactic what, or whatever. <laughs> what'd you do for 2100 I can't see anything. <laughs> I know. That's exactly right. right. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. 602-508-0960. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto. Mark Salem from KKNT. And we'll be right back right after this.